It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. It's time for the sports phone. Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. Time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry is in Portland. Jim in the Philo studio. Jim, how you doing tonight? Doing just great. Coming to Portland tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Making the making the long journey. It's it's an easy journey, though, right? It's it's a long one, It but, but overall, it's not a difficult trip uh, to, to make up here, whether you're flying or driving. I know you're driving tomorrow, but it's, it's a pretty well, easy, convenient trip, regardless you of how did, you're doing it. I was born in 1954, Jerry. I was a kid in the hippie times. We like to, we like to hit the open road, take road trips, leave everything behind, take it as it comes. It, it was an old hippie thing: jump in the van and just take off. So I still, I still like that kind of thing. So I, I do like road trips, and um, I'm looking forward to it. And the, the good one about this one is, at the end of the road trip, I'll be at your brand new house. So. I'm excited about that, and um, just to remind people, next week we will be having our second version of the sports phone from what I call the Portland Sports Sports Phone Bar at Jerry's house. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. We got the studio set up. We'll be ready to go. Really looking forward to it. It's always a fun time for sure. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. Uh, if you're new to the show, pretty simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are simply here. We want to talk about what's going on in the world of sports. It can be at the professional level, the collegiate level, international, wherever it is, really whatever topics you want to bring up. It doesn't matter. Jim and I just want to talk about sports for the next hour or so, just chatting about what's going on, any topics that are on you or your minds, the listeners. If it's sports related, we want to talk about it. We want to hear about it. We want you, the listeners, to drive the show. Give us the topics, and we'll kind of piece it together as we go from there. It's always a good time. I know last week was fun, uh, as was every week. Pretty much every week is a good time. Uh, So we're looking forward to taking your calls. We're going to get the lines opened up, 707-895-2448. Again, give us a call if you want to talk about sports. We don't care what the topic is. We just want to talk sports for the next hour. So give us a call, 707-895-2448. Jim, anything else before we get started? Um, i got a couple couple things. Um, One is, you know, Alicia, our our beloved uh, Program manager, big supporter of, of the sports phone, program director, I'm sorry. I was talking to her tonight. I was getting her feel for it. I'm throwing this out to the listeners, too, is before COVID, there was always a reason to bring on an inter- interview. There, there was there was a, a coach that had a great team. There was a player that was going off. There was a there was an AD that had an issue. There was we, we always thought of something when there was local, and that was pretty much based on local college, high school, and recreational sports. COVID has sort of shut that down for a while. There hasn't been any in a, in a year, and 
the sports phone, since we quit doing that, has been more what I dreamed it of being is seven o'clock. We open up the lines and anything goes sports, sports related, sports related. We let the listeners drive the show, as, as Jerry says all the time. And I asked, asked her, what do you think? Do you think we should once we get more local sports going again, we should. And she said, yeah, she thinks we should continue to cover at some level in some way the local mm -hmm. sports how do you feel about that jerry I, I think we can do it you know i i think we'll take it one step at a time but but i think it can be done yeah i think that was one of the reasons we you know we do the show in the first place we want to cover local sports so All i think right. we've made an effort to do that throughout this whole thing and i think we can continue to do that yeah absolutely yeah we, we seem to get good feed, feedback about it i've um this is a very important announcement Kiswayak Act Spring Drive. I'm sorry, Spring Quiet Drive. The Quiet Drive is happening now, Jerry. <laughs> um, Act provides emergency information, local news, national news, music and entertainment, local sports phone every week. For all of us, we have just on a click of a button. If you've been appreciating all this programming, let alone it being the sports phone or anything else, Please consider making a donation. You can do it. Send a check to P.O. Box 1 Philo. Go to the website, kzux.org. There's a donate button there. Call business hours and give them a credit card, 895-2324 in the 707 area. And I, I just like to say, it's, I got a feeling um, that we've never been too good at raising money in the quiet drive because we've always done so well in the on-air drive there is going to be an on-air drive but it's only going to be three or four days not my favorite thing to do so the more money we can raise before the um the, what's called the flash drive the, the better we can do with the quiet drive the less we have to do begging and the less time we have to take from the sports phone that's my pitch for the day um next week jer we'll come up with you giving a pitch yeah, I'll come up with something. I'll, I'll be sure right. to. Uh, How I'll be about sure to come uh, up with something with let, that? Let me talk about last week on the sports phone. It's my new session. I like it. Last week highlights of the sports phone, by far. Um, somehow because of this day in sports, we were talking about NASCAR. A guy, a guy that ran out of gas in the last lap of, 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 of the NASCAR race, and all of a sudden we had a guy on that knew the history of NASCAR. I had no idea something about souped up Fords running away from the police on dirt roads was the beginning of what was of NASCAR yeah, the racing. origin of NASCAR yes origin of NASCAR and then Jerry's whatever it was I don't even know how it started <laughs> um, the fact that you you were better at a certain like better at hockey if you were born in the middle of the winter or something the statistics that people were coming with that stuff was just outrageous those are my highlights from last week yeah, it was a good week. I thought we had some good stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I think we talked uh, talked about stock. No, not yes, no, not stock car racing. Um, uh, soapbox derby was another fun one. Soapbox derby was also a good one to talk about. I had, I had a jolly time talking about that. And the Pinewood Derby, both of them. And the Pinewood Derby, yeah, both both related uh, related in ways, just in terms of the rules and stuff. But if you've got something you want to talk about this week, give us a call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Whatever is on your mind, give us a ring. As long as it's uh, related to the world of sports. Let's talk about it. 707-895-2448. Uh, I'll, <coughs> uh, I'll get things started uh, with On This Day in Sports. It is March 5th. And on March 5th, 1991, uh, Reggie Miller uh, started a then-record uh, consecutive made free throw streak in the NBA of 52 games. Um, I that, record is, that record has since been broken. 
uh, but it at the time was the record of fifty-two games. So that's just just fifty-two games where he made only one, made a free throw, or fifty-two games where he never missed one at all. It, so my read of this is it was fifty-two straight games attempting a free throw. That seems like ridiculous. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think Michael Jordan or James Harden was ever been in a game without making a free throw. Yeah, and that's why I'm a little confused because the record's 97, and it's set by someone that I've never heard of. So I'm now that I'm rereading it, I feel like the record is actually just consecutive made free throws. Right. Right. Yeah, that would make more sense just looking at this list. But it's a it's a good one on there. Uh, Reggie Miller is someone that I, as a player, I've grown to appreciate a lot more. Recently, um, during COVID, there was a, a stretch where they started playing a lot of old NBA games, and I got to see some of the Reggie Miller games from his prime that I was a little like, too young to appreciate no, back he, in the day. It was, um, and you know, he was him and Steph Curry. I think are they're very different players in in a certain way, but he was kind of the I, everything I've kind of learned to watch. He was the kind of the shooter before Steph Curry was the the shooter even though they, they were very different styles. But it was I really appreciated getting to watch him play a little bit more. It was really fun to watch. You're on the sports phone. You're the first caller of the day. Hi. Uh, I have a sports puzzle that you can chew on for a while, and your listeners can. Oh, it's good. Appropriate because we're entering the baseball season. There was a pitcher, a well-known pitcher, who early in his career set a pitching record that lasted for 43 years. Oh, wow. The quirky thing was, this pitcher went on and also won a batting title. I'm asking for the name of the pitcher, the record he set, and... As a pitcher? The name, the name of the pitcher that broke it. So we're talking about two oh, pitchers, both man. of them very well-known. Uh, so early in, his career, early in his career, he set a record that lasted for 43 years, a pitching record. Okay. And he also went on to win a one batting title. Forty-three years after the record was set, another pitcher broke it. Both pitchers are well known. Who are they? And what was the record that the first pitcher established? Can you know th this one is so interesting, Jerry? Do you have those details down? No, I have them in my head. I didn't write <laughs> okay. them down. Uh, but but um, I, I was immediately going to say Babe Ruth. But but that was my first reaction. But it doesn't fit the rest of the clues. Okay, yeah yeah. Just because I heard pitcher and 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 batter, I right. think we should. I I think um, we we should see uh, maybe repeat this in a, in a, a few see what people say, and um, Jerry, you get started on Google. We'll come up with an answer. <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't, I'll uh, I'll be back in later in the day and double dip. Please call. We we. I, I will do. I, I will do so. You got you got all the details right. Okay, thank you. The, the, the pitcher won a batting title, and he also set a pitching record that lasted for forty three years. And the pitcher that broke it is it was a very well known pitcher, just like the pitcher that established the record. So I'll take it all on the radio now. Thank you. See, see, the part that I don't think fits with Babe Ruth is I know he was a pitcher, but I don't see him having a record as a pitcher that held for 43 years. That That's the part that that throws me off on that a little bit. One the, time, the, he, he, Jerry, he said he said it twice and I was so wound up in it. I want to hear it from you again. What are the details? So it's two. It's a well-known pitcher that had a pitching record that was held for 43 years right. and he also won a batting title. And then a different pitcher 
broke that record and also has a batting title. And the only clue he gave was they were both very well-known. Well-known, well-known baseball and players. it's not Babe Ruth, okay. Well, no, we're, he never confirmed or denied it was Babe Ruth. He never said one way or the other if that was correct. What, what I'm saying is that I don't know if Babe Ruth was a good enough pitcher to have a pitching record that held for 43 years. I know he was a pitcher at one point, but I don't know how good he was. What I will say, though, is that for this to work, it has to be early baseball into still early baseball. Like We're not talking about a record that was set in the 40s that was then broken in the 80s. Because at that point, I don't think you had enough pitchers that were hitting enough. It has to be something from like the early 1900s or early like late 1800s that was then broken in the mid 1900s it's it can't be anything later than that because the game just changed so maybe babe ruth is one of them but but i I don't know i think we're going to hear from fact man eventually yeah (laughs) possible for sure all right so there we'll repeat that if we have to anybody that heard it that thinks they know the answer to that i i think we will be hearing from I hope the gentleman that gave us that becomes a regular stump sports <laughs> phone. I wanted to start a stump the the the, the host what was what we used to call it, but it stumped the sports phone and that is the kind of question that'll get people thinking. 707-895-2448 the lines are open. We've got a uh, piece of trivia Jerry had his Reggie Miller this day in sports. I have a this day in sports after this call. You're on the air. Uh, what if the record is for uh, how many home runs he gave up or how many batters he hit before they just gave him another job? <laughs> you think it might be? It could. Well, you think it might be bad. like someone that set a record, like in basketball, for the most? They say, "Oh, he had a lot of records, and it was the most turnovers." Yeah, something like <laughs> that. You know? Yeah. Wow, that's I, that's you know, honestly could not have set a record. For, you know, I've got the Bill James here, but you know, thumbing through it will take you know more than that. <laughs> that's that. That would be very sly, and that would give me even more respect to this man as being a stump, the, a regular stump, the host guy. Yeah, Jeez. okay. Just thanks. Throw that out there. So thanks for the call. Bye. I like it. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, the sports trivia question. You've got the answer, or you're giving us one? No, I've noticed something. I think only the first batter had the batting title. Uh, the first pitcher had the batting title. I don't think he said the second one had a batting title. He said he broke the pitching record. Okay, I may have misheard him then. I, I may have misheard yeah. him. I thought, okay. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I have no idea. Now I'm conversed. I, I, I assume it's the, the, the first pitcher... So, okay, here are the facts that we know for sure. Okay. It's, it was a pitcher that had a – it's a player that had a pitching record for 43 years, and then right. a different pitcher broke it. The first pitcher also had a batting title. I thought I heard him say the second pitcher also had a batting title, no, but I may first. have misheard him. Just the first. Do you yeah, have a, just the first pitcher. Do you have an answer, caller? Do you have an idea? I, I don't. I really don't. I just like listening to you guys. I heard <laughs> – uh, Love it. I, I, you know, it, it, it actually rang a bell, a, a slight bell in the back of my head that I used to, I used to be in the baseball way back in the day, and I, I heard something like this, but I have no clue. I mean, uh, couldn't Nolan Ryan hit a baseball? Nolan Ryan, I never heard. He him. could have, but I don't remember ever hearing him like batting enough to have a batting title. 
Like to like that's where I'm thrown by this. I am agreeing with Jerry. It had to be. They didn't even let pitchers bet, except for that. That's my point. Is it? It has to be early 1900s yeah. into mid 1900s. It can't be mid 1900s to late 1900s. Yeah, they weren't letting pitchers bet anymore. Let me yeah. take it. You got anything else here? I'm going to take another call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, guys. How are we doing tonight? Hey, Vince. You got an answer for us? Well, it, it's got to be Babe Ruth. Like, there's, there's pretty much huh. no other player who pitched enough to have a record. And I'm going to, I like what the one caller said about maybe hits batsman or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, I think it's a record for pitching in the playoffs, something to do with, you know, scoreless innings in the World Series or something like that. Like, that's, that way, you know, because Babe Ruth didn't pitch that long, but maybe, you know, in a short stint in, in the playoffs, he had enough of a record that would last a long time. But there's no other pitcher that could have pitched as much as he did and then hit as much as he did. I can't think of another pitcher that had the career hitting that, that he would have had. So it's got to be Babe Ruth. I don't have the other side of it. Um, just because I don't know what the record is. I can't think of what the – if I could think of the pitching record, I, I think I might be able to get the other side of it. Well, that's, that's, question. that's, the that's whole, a heck of a question. That, that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, um, you have yeah. any – what else you have for us? That one's going to hang with us for a while. Someone's going to come up with the answer, I think. Well, I think I got one out of three on the whole question, so I'll, I'll take at least that. I'll feel, <laughs> I'll feel good at 33% or 33%. Uh, so you may think um, it's a record that held for 43 years that was just sort of a minor record, like something he just did, like... Well, we'll look at it like yeah. this, too. If it is Babe Ruth, then we're talking early 1900s baseball, you know, 1920s, right. you know. So maybe there's not enough time for there really be a lot of records that, you know, could be set or broken. So I think I think it fits as far as, it's got to be a pretty minor pitching record, and for it to last that long, it's because of the era. Not enough statistics. And so 43 years later, if it was Babe Ruth, we're probably looking at the 50s or 60s for the record to be broken. So, Vince, I want you to, I want you to put on your thinking cap. I'm going to take another call and get back to us. You got it. Thanks, Kev. Jim, before, uh, Jim, before we let this caller on real quick, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if – the, the caller that gave this question, he did not say whether or not we were allowed to do research on it. I have the answer at this point. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, so I like it the took, whole... It, it was very difficult to, to, to search this because of like what it was. But I won't say it if anyone else wants to make a guess. But I think I have the answer. Let's, let's just wait a little bit longer. Yeah. And, and Jerry, sure. I've decided I'm in charge of Stump the Hosts and, um, or Stump, Stump whatever. And the... The research is all part of that. You, you're always allowed to look it up. You can't tell someone they can't use some of their tools. Let's see what we got uh, here. I dis disagree with that a little bit. <laughs> Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Burton. This is Burton. Yes, it is. Um, when he started talking about pitchers and batting, the first person that came to mind for me was Don Dreiser. Wow. Is is he old enough to fit into Jerry's criteria? Don Drysdale is 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Huh. He hit like 30 home runs, which is a lot of, I mean, I've seen him, I'd watch on TV and I'd go, 
he looks good today. You know, one time I even called it. I forget. I was like 12 or something. I saw him on TV. And I thought, oh, he looks like he can hit today. And he had a home run, second pitch. <laughs> um, and it's not like he hit home runs all the time. And not every year was his batting average that great. But I think he was like, I don't know, like maybe close to 300. Jerry, wait, let me uh, let me get some ground rules down here, um, Burton. So, Jerry, now that you say you have the answer because you figured it out, but I, you, you figured I have it the out. answer. And, and I guess the one thing I would like to clarify because I think this is important: uh, yeah. the caller that called in to clarify was right. The second pitcher does not have a batting title. Right, I I, I knew that yeah. right. On my question is, yeah. I think when people make like. Burton just made a guess, so I don't think we should make him wait. I just think we should we should wait if he's wrong. Oh, and I think um, is he right? Maybe like maybe like Joe Bush or somebody like that. He is not twenties. Right. John Drysdale okay. is wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he is neither not right. Joe Bush um, or John or Drysdale. Yeah, neither of those names are right. Huh. So now we got one on the table, and. Um, I got, I got, okay. I got, um, you got more, Bert? Well, stay here while we got some no, more guesses. No, 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 I just, I just, as soon as you started talking about that, I thought about, well, you know, I don't know how well-known Don Drysdale is as a pitcher, but he was good, you know, he was a big guy with a powerful arm, and he could hit. He definitely was able to hit better than most pitchers that I ever saw. Our, um, our, our favorite, most consistent um, texter of the sports phone, the Z-Man, He's saying Babe Ruth or Bob Gibson, Jerry. Yeah, I thought of Bob Gibson for a minute, too. But he, anyway, I'll is let that you go. the guess? Okay, sorry. Um, thanks, Bye. Burton. Thanks, Burton. You know, we have a guest from the Z, and he's, he's saying he's guessing Babe Ruth and Bob Gibson. That is, that is incorrect. <laughs> okay, it's, it's, the way you answered that, it sounds like he's getting on the right track, though. <laughs> it depends on how we're defining. Yeah, that's the that is not the correct answer. But if for in the spirit of the way the caller presented this question, with what was the record and who are the two pitchers, that is not the correct answer. Okay, so we need a a re oh, he wants to know the record that that was set as well as the two pitchers. Who sounds like he's got that? The but but again, to be fair here. Z's guess is is missing several components of that of the question. Oh wow! Oh, we're getting closer then. That that's fair. I, I like that we're keeping it rolling. Nice job, Z. I have a I have a clue at some point. If I don't know if the caller would allow it, but if we don't have any answers, I think there's a fair clue that I could give. Um, I I think you should do it. I I, I don't think there, we can't be that strict. Um. I've got another guess. Uh, Babe Ruth scoreless winnings in a World Series broken by Sandy Koufax. Uh, again, if uh, in the spirit of the caller's question, question, that is not the correct answer. There are elements of that that are incorrect. Wow. If if my research is right. That also has to do with this. Okay, so so you decide here. I'm getting a little lost. What are we doing here? What are we going to say? Anything's right? Or are we going to wait for someone to get the? Yeah, I think we could do that at this point. I think we could do that. So okay, go ahead. Babe Ruth is correct. Okay, we were we were actually right about that from the beginning. Babe Ruth is correct. 
And what is he set for 43 years? The record is correct as well. Whoever texted that last guess of Babe Ruth had the record for scoreless postseason for a, a for consecutive postseason innings pitched. That was Vince. That was Vince. Yeah. It it is the third piece. If I have the right information of who broke the record, that is incorrect. So does Z have that right with Bob Gibson? No. And and Vince has it wrong with Sandy Koufax. Yes, Vince has the record and Babe Ruth right. Wow, so now we just know, need to know who the pitcher is. Yeah, so Babe Ruth had a, had a record of consecutive scoreless innings in postseason baseball. That was broken by somebody. Wow. 707-895-2448. Um, caller who set up this stump, the sports phone... Um, it's a good question. Give us, it's a really good question. Us, give There's us five, a lot of pieces to Give it. us five minutes. We think we have two out of the three as a group. That's one way to do it. I've got um, I got a call. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. So, you want to answer? <laughs> um, we, you're, you're not coming through clear at all. Try again. Uh, still? That's uh, a little bit better. Can you turn up your volume a little bit or get closer to your phone? All right, there. How's that? That's better. That's Go. Good. You're on. Uh, yes. So, Babe Ruth had 27 scoreless innings, and Tom Seaver broke it with 30-something. Wow. And and Babe Ruth was the hitter. Jer, are we, is that right? That's yeah. not the answer that I have. <laughs> I could, but again, I'm, I, I'm only going off of the research that I had. The, the only... The only reason. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're on. The only reason that um, Babe Ruth didn't continue pitching because he was one of the best was because he could hit so good. That's that's what I was told too. Did he pitch for both the Yankees and the Red Sox, or just on one of the teams? Jerry, do you know? I do not know the answer to that question. No. All right. So. Um, now, I, I will say, again, on, on the research that I did, that is not the other pitcher. But but he, the caller said that with such confidence, I'm questioning what I found. Huh. Have you said what you, you haven't said what you found yet? It's no, not I Sandy but Colfax. I feel like at this point it may be worth it. It's not Sandy Colfax. It's not Bob Gibson. At least we said that. And no. you're saying, again, caller, you're saying who the second pitcher is? Definitely Tom Seaver broke the postseason thing. That's got to be it then, Jer. Hmm. Tom Seaver broke it with 32 or something. I, all I will say is the, the <laughs> National Baseball Hall of Fame website does not agree with that answer. All right. We're, we're going to have to hear back. And, and I'll tell you, this caller that, that called in this game, there is a rule. We're going to take another call in a second here. There is going to be a rule for Stump the Host and Stump the Sports Phone. You better know the answer at the end. Well, I do know the answer because I put the puzzler out there. Oh. And Jerry Jerry knows the answer. Is this the original caller? Yep. Okay. Jerry knows the answer. And, and uh, they have half of it right. The Babe Ruth is right, and the batting title was Babe Ruth bat batted three seventy eight in 1924. We gave him a batting title. Wow. But you need the other end of it. 1961. Yep. 
and, that is, and that the, is the year the that I have 29 on 29 and two-thirds innings, Babe Ruth set. And who beat it? 29 and two. Well, do you want me to say it or do you want Jerry to say it? It's Tom Seaver, right? No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry knows who it is. I can tell by his the, the confidence. Oh, I see. It's... Yeah, it, that's why I said it kind of with some confidence. I don't think the National Baseball Hall of Fame website has this wrong. It's Whitey Ford. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we invite you. To, we invite you to do stump the host every week if you can. Let me take another I'll, call. I'll try it again. Yep. Take care, guys. Thank you. Call or try again. That I think that was my fault. Jerry, so this is the, thing, the thing I love about this question, real quick, Jim, I just want to get this in before you bring in another call. Yeah. And I really appreciate the caller didn't use this as a clue, is that they both played for the Yankees. Ah. Like, that would have been a very easy clue to give if there was, like, a hardcore baseball fan that may, it may have helped them guess this. So, this it, is, so I really appreciate that he left that part out. This was a real group effort. And we had Bob, we had the Z-Man guessing Babe Ruth. We had Vince. We had you guessing. You figured it out. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. I was call. I was calling in with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Vince. The Go minute, over. The minute he said 1961, and Jerry, you and I had already decided that it was a Yankee, or I already confirmed that with you. I knew it had to be the only pitcher that could have done it for the Yankees would have been Ford. It all kind of slowly pieced itself together. <laughs> well, and Vince, you uh, have the. You have the baseball knowledge to piece that together. I only pieced it together because of the internet. But like it, you, given the right pieces, you got there on your own, and that's that's the yeah. thing that I, I think is so cool. Yeah, I mean, it, there was you know, a couple of things: the uh, the batting title and the pitching. Like Babe Ruth, the only one. I mean, they, you know, yes, Don Drysdale could hit, so could Bob Gibson, but they they didn't play a full career as a pitcher, as a hitter. I mean, Babe Ruth, the minute he went to the Yankees in 1920, quit pitching outside of, I think, 13 innings the rest of his career. So he had plenty of time, and he was good enough to win a batting title. So, you know, I mean, I, I, it's interesting. He could, have, he could be the only guy to be a, a pitcher with a record of any kind and a batting title, a home run title, and a few other things. You know, it, it cements more of his legacy. Um, I'm going to bring this up. I see Jerry just um, jumped jumped in to to a text we got. Um, unless you have something right away, Vince, you got something? Can you listen to something for a second? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, throw it at me. Um, Tim Anderson just texted me that, and and I, th this is so vague. I'd like to know some details, Jerry. You said you you don't know anything about I'm, this. I'm working. I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on high it. school sports lawsuit won by it looks like high school athletes today forces high schools to open potentially. So, so I'm a little, in California? Yeah, high school sports lawsuits won by athletes today forces high school to open sports, I think he's talking about potentially. California, San Diego, and others happening, and in Marin and elsewhere. Um, mm. Tim says it just broke today. Jerry, do a little research. Vince, uh, how are those pelicans? Wow. How are those pelicans doing for you? Until we get some more information here. <laughs> I, I will say, funny, funny story on that, Jim. Is I was, we had the you know last week's call where you know Jerry wanted to badmouth the pelicans, and I tried to defend them. And then I was, I think, a few days later, maybe just over the weekend, they were playing the Celtics and just getting demolished. And so I texted Jerry, and I'm like, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just terrible. 
And then they go on to play the best, like, 30 minutes of the year and, and come back and win by 12 points. And I was like, hey, maybe they're not that bad. <laughs> and then they've lost the last three games again. <laughs> oh, they have. Wow. <laughs> but you have to admit, though, it's fun to watch Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and, and Zion Williamson. Zion you know, they Williamson. They have all the pieces around him, but that is a fun trio that I hope they keep together you know, for a while, because that's that's a good trio to have right there. And I'm going to respond. Young. I'm going to respond to what you something you just said there. I have seen players like Brandon Brandon Ingram, and he may get better as it goes on. I have seen players like Lonzo Ball. He will get better as time goes on. I've never seen a player like Zion Williamson yet. This is something that I'm very excited about. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's almost like LeBron all over again, even though LeBron's got way more and had way more when he first came in of ball handling and outside shooting uh, and leadership. But, yeah, Zion's pretty exciting to watch because he's pretty one-dimensional and still gets 26 points a game. It's, with just, it's pretty it's wild. I'm, I'm just blown away by it. Let me see who's on the line here. Vince, call back. You got it, guys. Thanks so much. They didn't. Uh, they didn't want to hang, Jer. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. You held for a long time. Come on up. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, Jim Young, Jerry Young, Tim Anderson. Hey, Tim. Um, someone. Hey, is... hey uh, just trying to qualify our text there a little bit. Yeah. Um, so there was a uh, uh, couple athletes in San Diego that pressed the state saying. There can be collegiate sports. There can be professional sports. Why can't there be high school sports? And the judge potentially ruled or did rule with them and is kind of forcing California's hand to open up high school sports where the criteria will come out with what will uh, they'll need to follow to be part of that and the testing and, uh, you know, the collegiate and professional levels has so many resources to be able to That's, do that. Uh, you know, local Fort Bragg High School, Mendocino High School, um, to be able to, to test on the daily and all that kind of stuff is, is yet to be determined. So, But uh, it, it did spring some, some conversations, and um, my guess is that there will be some things coming from the state. Uh, soon with what uh, will mandate the the different sports to be able to be open. And I think this, they're going to get pressed well, pretty hard here soon. You go first, Chair. I guess my, there, my confusion with this lawsuit, Tim, comes from, and maybe I've just totally misunderstood what's going on in California. I never thought there was a like a state level ban on youth on high school sports. Like I mean, Laytonville's playing baseball right now at some level. They're practicing. Is this saying that was the ban that you couldn't compete against other schools? Like I guess the, what what I'm so mixed up by, about this was that I didn't realize that there was any rule in place at the governor level that was preventing high school sports. That. I believe you are correct as far as the tiers and that kind of stuff goes, but I think this lawsuit opens up the door to um, renegotiating what those standards are and okay. that 
if we can accomplish this, can we get people on the field and in the gym to compete um, at uh, a lesser severe um, level or, or tier with the testing and the countywide, you know, your your color level and all that kind of stuff. I will chime got in it, a little. Got it. I, that, I will. That, that, that makes. I'm going to chime in a little bit here, Jer. This is this is just ridiculous. I mean, to 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 think for a minute we can use that that a judge would listen to an argument about public high school sports and even compare it even remotely to the resources that major well, you're, you're over see this is I'm, I'm sorry this is why i asked the question i did is you're oversimplifying what this case is about and that's why i asked the question that i did to tim is uh, is I, I don't think this is as simple as just an oversimplification of a judge just saying yeah they can play sports now i don't think that's what the lawsuit was that was why i asked the question is that that didn't make any sense Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so I think it does make more sense to what Tim was saying that it's about redefining when they can play, and possibly like the resources they're going to have available to like test and things like that. Well, think things were. Pretty- I, I think it's more about that because I I don't think there's any rule to my understanding that was like at the governor level. If someone's going to file a lawsuit against the state of California, specifically the governor then that would imply that there's a rule that he has put in that's stopping them from playing. And I don't think that's the case. Well, didn't you, Tim, and Noah Gold confirmed what Tim Anderson said, is that the, the CIF, who I'm calling the governor, whatever, that is California, and the governor's the governor, said... That's you, not a state body, though, that's run by the governor. Um, It's still a Sacramento state... No, the, 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 those are two different entities. Um, I would agree yeah, more with, with Jerry on, on this one in that, okay, the state's saying these need to happen, and then there's pressure on a different level with the state. For example, at one point uh, two weeks ago, it was you can't be in two sports at the same time this spring. And the state, within a week or two, came back saying, oh, that's only a recommendation that you can't play in two sports. Indeed, you can. <laughs> you know, so like once something comes out and is interpreted one way and the, the lawyer talk, talk starts, then it's, okay, well, no, we don't actually mean you can't do that. We only say that it's not recommended. Oh, I see. So, so like... We talked a couple weeks ago, we talked to Tim, we talked to Noah, and it was very, things were sort of clear, is that you can do track, um, golf, and tennis if you're in the purple tier, and you can do baseball if you drop down to the red tier. How is that affecting that, is what I'm asking. This was, I think, a little, my understanding of that is it was some a private school in San Diego that has some affluence and saying, why can't we play, you know, these, these colleges are in the same states where we're not allowing high schools to play, oh, but yet we're allowing colleges to play. If the high school can follow the same rules, or why can't we establish something? It's not fair that they can play that we can't. It's the same, you know. I see. Entity in some respects. I see. Well, it's the same. It's still just safety of youth. You know. It's, right. 
All right, Jerry, you have that figured out? Uh, oh, yeah, then, I got uh, it down perfect. I know exactly what's going a card, on. <laughs> uh, super cute picture of uh, Muhammad Ali. I would maybe just kind of throw it out there. What are some people's favorite activism versus, um, you know, full of butterfly, sing with bee? What's the favorite uh, Muhammad Ali-isms? <laughs> That's a good one. I only know. I only know one. I only know float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. There was. There was I, a. That's. Bunch I don't more. know. I don't know a lot of boxing though. Yeah, he didn't. But he. He. You know. I. I. I my understanding is that he, he was Muslim and that he was anti-war and like there were some things that I think if we maybe take a look back that uh, he was um, a, a little bit more of a political. Um, activism kind of thing than than you know. I can feel you guys. Forty in years on... of people in between, and then you throw Kaepernick and some of these other people taking knees and and that kind of stuff. Like uh, maybe he needs to be looked at as a, a little bit of a of a person in that realm too. You know, I believe at one point we talked about uh, the athletes there and the statues at San Jose State with the Olympians. Right. Let me that, um, uh, wore the gloves, and that's a very powerful statue, too. By the way, I've I've been there. I, um, it's 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 a, a special thing to witness. I'll as fill well. you, and I, I was in the Cassius Clay era. Let me take another call, and I'm, Tim, listen up. I'm going to tell you what I know about Cassius Clay right after this call. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, he was he was against the war in Vietnam, and uh, I'm I'm trying to look up the quote right now but he made some remark about ain't no Viet Cong coming after me well <laughs> I'm, I'm not allowed to work in America and I'm not allowed to leave America I'm just about broke but he what is this I ain't got no quarrel with them Viet Cong he said and he lost you know he, he went to jail he lost his title because he wouldn't he, he was considered the, the most hated person in America at one point, and and um, he was on top. Depending of, on depending on who you were, who you talked to. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, just just the majority did not support him. I mean, could you imagine in the '60s he went from top of his game and to anti-war and and switched to what people viewed as a terrorist group. I mean, it, he it was a. Uh, it was a mess. I, I, I was right on. I was following that really closely. In the here, here, 60s here's a quote. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some darker people or some poor, hungry people in the mud for big, powerful America. And shoot them for what? They never called me nigger. They never lynched me. They didn't put no dogs on me. They didn't rob me of my nationality, rape and kill my mother and father. Shoot them for what? How can I shoot them poor people? That, that's Cassius Clay. He spoke his mind. Thanks, Burton. That be him, man. Thank yep. you. Wow. How did, Tim brought up Cassius Clay out of the, out of nowhere? Yeah. And, and yeah, Muhammad Ali? Well, um, where do you want to go with that, Chair? I'm, I'm, I'm passing to you right now. I, I don't have anything to go with okay. that specifically. Like I, I That's before my time, he, right? Like I, I don't really have anything to add to, to that specific topic. I, I got thrown. Uh, there, there's got to be some boxing fans out there. I am not going to put my foot in the mouth because you'll catch me on it anyways. Um, so I'm not going to say anything more about that, but that is a big name in sports, and there's got to be some boxing fans that have some insight into Muhammad oh, Ali yeah. slash Cassius Clay. So I, yeah. I, I got thrown off by all that. I don't even know where we were. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think that the California lawsuit thing, I, I just oh, think there's right. a lot. It's it's a lot more nuanced than because obviously when you read an article, the title's going to be lawsuit says California high school sports can play again. Right. Like that's the that's oh, the clickbait right. article. Right. But I don't think it's as, it's not as simple as that. I think it's much more, as Tim was saying, that idea of. Well, if we're at this situation, why can pro sports play and high school sports play or college can play but high school is being held to a different standard and that's what the lawsuit is about so i'll be well, curious to see how that how well that they're develops. definitely the only the only schools that can hold themselves to uh any level of 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 professionals and and ncaa sports is is a rich private public school hello call you're on the air oh thank you and in the respects of muhammad ali i also definitely wanted to mention hurricane carter fighter who probably actually won the title before anybody else and spent uh, about three-quarters of his life, I think, in jail. Let's not forget that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I hope I didn't cut that gentleman off, Jer. No. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Hurricane Carter, he was saying, was another boxer that was an activist that spent a lot of time in jail. Is that what I got out of that? Yeah, yeah. Hello, Carl. You're on the air. Hi there, y'all. Um. Yeah, there was something I wanted to mention. I don't really know the details about the lawsuit. I, I did hear about it, but didn't get to delve into it. But from a scientific and more of a medical standpoint, that I think one of the questions or one of the pieces of data that probably goes into this is that, you know, in just like in ecology or, you know, farming, so many other aspects that we, you know, with with a disease, we're looking at vectors and, um, you know, college kids don't spend as much time at mom and dad's house or grandma's house as much as school children might. That's true. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think there's a possibility that that might be a part of why there's a little bit more of a limitation there. Um, cause you know, the college kids aren't as, as a danger. And if they're somewhat remote, on average, maybe, you know, because you, we're looking at statistics. They're using statistics to do most of the kind of decision-making that, you know, that's where really a lot of the medical stuff is, is stats and, you know, mm-hmm. real data and running math, you know, and figuring out how to cross different, you know, elements and variables to actually come up with something that makes sense and then to test those numbers against reality and see if those equations are really working. Right. And are you suggesting that college kids are safer than high school kids because high school kids are going home to their houses and college kids are going into the dorms and going home and coming back to the dorms? What are you suggesting? No, I'm, I'm suggesting that older people who are more susceptible to the disease are safer because the children oh. are the, you know, are more likely to bring it home, you know, to bring it home since they live there. I see. I got you it. You know, and that and a greater percentage of college kids don't live at home than I got it. you know, the other way around. Hmm. And that you know, because the kids, you know, in general the kids aren't as susceptible. And then there's some other stuff where, you know, some of the kids get horrible disease. But the the numbers are low for them. Where, you know, once you get beyond forty or sixty then that can really shift a lot. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, that's it's interesting perspective. Uh, my guess it was more about money and and than than it was about kids' safety. I hate to say, but <laughs> I, I would exactly. say that you know there's probably some truth to the cynicism in all likelihood. I mean, we are not ignoring our history by having that level of cynicism. Let me take another there. call. Thank, thanks thank for you, that. Thank thanks you. for that perspective. Yeah, thanks a lot. You're on the air with a sports phone. Hey, yeah, I've got some information about Muhammad Ali. Uh, actually, I, I called last week. I called in about uh, the uh, NASCAR and the history of uh, bootlegging as well. <laughs> oh, nice. Ironically, nice, nice. Uh, ironically, I'm not really that great of a, of, a, of a sports fan, but I really like your your guys' show. And um, I'm, I happen to be an attorney, but don't hold that against me. Muhammad <laughs> Ali was stripped of his title in 1963 and spent uh, almost four years fighting his case as a conscientious objector. Right. And he was, by J. Edgar Hoover, uh, considered the most hated man uh, in, in America, sports or otherwise. And the Supreme Court overturned his conviction because he was, he became a conscientious objector, but he lost almost four years when they stripped him of his title, which was a very interesting because it was a political, it was a different time and whatnot. But those four years, really, by 1971, he had some great fights, and of course his you know his epic battles with George Foreman and uh, and Joe Frazier. He was uh, he had lost his step. He probably fought about 10 fights too many towards the very end. But interestingly, he was uh, voted by Sports Illustrated the greatest athlete of the 20th century. Wow. Um, and and um, by several other organizations uh, as well. And not to get too much in, into politics, but it's really interesting because when, of course, he lit the, uh, the Olympic torch, by that time, he had had, you know, Parkinson's. Uh, America kind of had a little bit of a collective memory loss about that because he became, late in many, many years later, much beloved. But the interesting thing is the same thing was true about Martin Luther King, who, uh, again, we all now revere in modern society, but there's a little bit of a revisionist history because at the time he was assassinated, he was also very much, he was very politically divisive, something that a lot of people don't recognize now. And so I follow these kind of things because I'm also interested in, in politics and when people talk about, you know, Colin Ka Kaepernick. But uh, Muhammad Ali, yes, won his case at the Supreme Court. And a lot of people said, well, you're a fighter. My God, you're a boxer. How could you possibly be a conscientious objector, you know, to, to war? And... Oh, interesting. So, so what I heard you say there, I, I think, Jer, Jer, is really important. I never, I never thought of it this way, but this caller has the statistics right. You're saying at the time he went down um, politically and legally and was banned and, and got arrested, and all that, he missed four years, and you're sa you're telling me that was his prime, absolute would have been well, his prime. He won. He won the gold medal in boxing in, I believe, it was Mexico in 1960. Um, but I, I'm not sure if it was 60 or 64. Uh, but at any rate, uh, he turned pro, uh, and 
yeah, he was at the absolute prime when he beat Sonny Liston. Right, and that's uh, that's when he went. That's when he ended up stopping for four years. Right, and that's and, and right then, and this of course he was initially associated with uh, the Black Muslim movement and Elijah Muhammad. He uh, later on disavowed that, but um, when he beat Sonny Liston, and Sonny Liston was also kind of a carryover for, of course, you know Jim. You know, uh, I mean the Brown Bomber. Uh, oh, and right. Americans had accepted a African American heavyweight, and when he was Cassius Clay, you know uh, he was very much uh, taken in, and he was accepted as you know the heavyweight. And when he changed, his, when he changed his faith, and he converted to Islam, uh, of course, this is '66, and the Vietnam War was just you know you know ramping up. And it changed radically, and I don't think a lot of people realize now how controversial that was. This is great. Uh, this is this is great history. I'm going to see it. We're running out of time yeah. here. Let me take another one. Absolutely, Rock thank, on. thank you. Keep listening, please. You're on the air with a sports phone. Say, so, hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah. I wanted to expand on the uh, Hurricane Carter, Reuben Carter story. Um, mm -hmm. He was falsely accused of a murder in a bar. They framed him. It was not him that did it. And Bob Dylan wrote quite a long ballad, and it became very popular back in the day. I, you know, I'm not sure when this was, 70s or so, but the, the Dylan song is well worth listening to. And after years of being incarcerated, I think thanks to Mr. Dylan, he uh, was released from jail, and he's been leading a political life uh, during his incarceration and afterwards, too. What's, That's what little I know about it. It's an amazing story. What's Dylan's uh, song name? I'm sorry? What's the song by Dylan? Uh, it might be Hurricane. It's, it's an amazing, it's a beautiful song. Okay. And it, it goes way back. It's, it, you, got, I, you know, I play it quite often, It's really, and it's an amazing hmm. story. Thanks for, the, thanks for that update. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's interesting, Jer. I've, I've, I know a lot about... Um, Dylan's songs, I didn't realize that song was about a fighter that got thrown in jail. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's good stuff. I'm learning a lot. I, I don't know much about that era or boxing, for that matter, so so this has all been very knowledgeable uh, for me. <laughs> Just about five minutes to go and on the sports phone here, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything else you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Hello, you're on the and, sports. And uh, we'll try to get your call. We got we got one right now. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, I didn't mean to double dip, but right. um, yeah, the Hurricane Carter story is a great story. There's a, a, a I believe it's a true story. There's a, a youngster from uh, New York who ended up in Canada. Read his book called The Sixteenth Round and um, went with the folks that uh, took him in in Canada went, uh, I believe it's to Chicago, I'm not sure where he's incarcerated at, and stayed there and fought for him to get out, fought for the truth, hmm. and um, he finally was released. And wow. I think uh, some of his famous words are, uh, hate got me into this place and love is going to get me out. Thanks for the call. It's a good one to end on. Jer, me, yes. I <laughs> I think um, you with boxing is is like me with hockey. <laughs> I don't know much about. Oh, I mean, I, I'm I'm somewhat in the same boat with hockey too. I, <laughs> I, you know, I know a little bit better than boxing, but yeah, it's. it's uh, 
No, it's it's good stuff. I mean, there, there's a lot of boxing. You know that era. Very popular. Yeah, there's a lot of political stuff going on in that area, and and boxing was popular. Let's, yeah, let's so take, it's but no, it's really cool to learn. To let's learn about take these another things. call. We still have time. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, you know, um, Denzel Washington played the hurricane in the movie, and um, when uh, the hurricane, when he got out of prison, he was uh, interviewed and asked, you know, uh, did you see the movie and what did you think of it? And he can, he says, I never knew I was so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Pretty good, yeah. Denzel Washington will do that to anybody. I just, I just tuned in. I'm on my uh, on my way to work, but. Uh, yeah, have a good night. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's interesting. Oh, that's now, now that's the texts good. are coming through. We got. I've got a, a. The song is called "Hurricane" by Bob Dylan, and the movie, the the documentary about him was played by Denzel Washington. This guy, and and I, I, I got to be honest with you, Jared. I've never really heard of him. <laughs> but to boxers, he's a common name, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. A couple minutes left on the show here. It's about three minutes to go. 707-895-2448. If you've got any last-second sports things you want to bring up, uh, it's been a good one. It's been a good one. Talked sure. about uh, some baseball trivia, a little bit of California lawsuits, and a whole a lot of boxing. It's It's been fun. If, if the phone doesn't ring, um, I still haven't got this out. My This Day in Sports, which was 50. Oh, we're going all the way back to 55 that, minutes ago. I never, I mean, because the sports phone is what it is, and I, I love it, I don't get to everything I plan on. And the day I do get to everything I plan on, it's going to be a boring sports phone. But mine, mine were, 1955 was the second annual ACC basketball playoff tournament. Number one, that, that tells me that in 1954, it was the first one, the year I was born. And in the second one, it was NC State beating Duke. And I was like, eh, what's the difference? That sounds about right. What's the difference? <laughs> 50, 60 years ago, the same two schools are in it. And the other one, a famous story when I was in high school, 1973, March 5th, 1973, Two pitchers on the Yankees, Peterson and Kikich. I forgot their first name, or Kikich, however you said it. Baseball fans will kill me for that one. K-E-K-I-C-H. They publicly, Jerry, do you know this story? They publicly traded wives on, on the air, on television. No, I, did, I, did, I didn't know this story. You I never heard this story. You, I mean, come on. That's this day in sports, 1973. I had to say that over the air. It was such that's a, a good one. It was such a big deal. You better tie it up, Jerry. You have 30 seconds. 30 seconds here. Let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Jim is going to be up here in Portland with me for the, uh, the Sports Phone Live at the bar in my, uh, in my house. So that'll be fun. Sports bar. Uh, thank you for everyone that called today. Uh, yeah, the sports bar, sure. <laughs> uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. Thanks to everybody that called this week. It's always good. You know, I think pretty much all the topics were uh, naturally driven from the uh, from the listeners. I always appreciate that. And uh, we will sure. talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I agree with Jerry. The, the sports forum is becoming what we were hoping it was. Thank you, everybody. Please donate to KZYX. Keep the sports phone on the air. Thanks. This has been a production of KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.